Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. So glad you guys are here. In case you don't know me, my name's Cade. I'm the lead pastor here alongside my wife, Beth. And at No Limits, we're here to help you know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. And if you're new, I want you to know that you are always welcome here. We love to have you here. This is a place to get equipped to make a difference for the kingdom of God. That's why we're here. And if you're tuning in online, I want to say hey to you too. Thanks for being with us. You know, several weeks ago when I was asking the Lord what he would like me to speak on for our Christmas service, I heard the words, white as snow. And speaking of snow, I need to take a little poll before we move on. I know there are some people in the room who love snow and some people in the room who hate snow. So if you're one of those who loves it when it snows, I want you to just stand up. And if you hate it when it snows, just stay seated. So all the snow lovers, stand up. All right. Keep, keep standing. Keep standing. Just take note of everybody who's standing up because they've just proved themselves to be a little flaky. They only like the snow because they get to stay home in their jammies. Right? Gotcha. All right, go ahead and sit down. Go ahead and sit down. I caught you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. But really, what's not to love about an Oklahoma snow, right? It snows one day, and it's 70 degrees the next day. So even those of you who don't like it, you only have to endure it for a day or two, so stop complaining. My favorite thing about snow, though, is going outside right when it stops and the ground is just covered in like this untouched blanket of glistening snow, right? It's just, it's beautiful. It's like the ground has been purified. And then you look up and you see the snow sitting in the trees as if it's always meant to be there. And you look out at the neighborhood and it's just gorgeous. All the roofs are perfectly white. I love it. And I'll never forget the first snow we had at the house that we currently live in. You probably remember that too, babe. We have this like picturesque evergreen tree right in the middle of our backyard, and it's kind of surrounded by woods. And I remember waking up that morning, I looked outside, and it it took my breath away with how beautiful it was. And I'm not really a crying type of guy, but some tears started coming into my eyes. I didn't know what was happening to me. It was just its beautiful seeing the snow sitting on the trees. There was a light fog in the air. It's just gorgeous. And although a picture doesn't really do it justice, here is the picture that I took that day of that tree in my backyard. It's just stunning. And you know, when you go outside and you close your eyes after it snows, you realize that the snow doesn't just change how it looks outside. It also changes how it sounds outside. It's Everything's so serene and so peaceful. It's kind of like the noise of the world has been absorbed by the snow. And, and for the first time, you get to hear what it sounds like outside without all the noise pollution from the hustle and bustle of life. You see, snow purifies what you see and what you hear. And it's no mistake that the Bible likens your transformation in Christ to the effects of snow. The moment you choose to believe in Jesus and follow him, you're washed white as snow. It's, it's like a fresh blanket has, of snow has fallen on your life. All the noise of the world just fades away. And maybe for the first time in your life, you sense the peace of God, right? And from God's perspective, he no longer sees the dirt in your life at that point. All he sees is this perfectly white blanket of snow glistening, and he just admires your perfection. And it's not because you're perfect. That's impossible, unless you're Beth. the only explanation here is a miracle it's like you're not even the same person anymore everything's been made new just like it says in isaiah 
says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. You know, when you get blood on a garment, it's hard to wash it out, right? I mean, you can use bleach and other cleaners to try to get the stain out, but the stain never truly goes away. It just kind of fades. And this is how sin stains our lives. We like to do all types of things to try to get the stain out of our life from our sin, but I mean, we try to use our good deeds like bleach, right? But no matter what we do, it just seems like this, it's still always there. It just has only faded a little bit. That is until the power of God makes us white as snow. He doesn't just fade the stain of our sin. He removes the stain of our sin. And what's interesting about all of this is that God used blood to remove the stain of our sin. And that's why we're here today, today is to celebrate how God pulled that off. You know the story. It all started when an angel of the Lord visited a woman named Mary. And that day she found out that she would birth the Savior of the world. And the seed that entered into her womb that day did not come from a man. It came from God. And she carried the baby for nine months, just like any other pregnancy. And then she gave birth to our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you know, Jesus grew up just like you and I grew up. Have you guys ever thought about that? I mean, he had to learn how to function as a human being, just like you and I do. He had to learn how to use the restroom by himself and how to eat and all that kind of stuff. And then he worked as a carpenter and he didn't even start his ministry until age 30. And at that point, he spent three years teaching and preaching and healing. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And Jesus lived in perfect alignment with God. He lived a perfect life. Actually, he said that whenever we see him, we see the Father. We see God. And that's how perfectly he walked with God. And keep in mind, this is the first human being ever to live in perfect alignment with God. Adam and Eve couldn't pull it off. And all the way up until Jesus, nobody could pull it off until Jesus. Can you imagine how pleased God was with Jesus? I mean, just imagine, God had been waiting for thousands of years to have one of his creation walk in perfect alignment with him. He had to wait all that time until Jesus. And finally, there was one that walked in perfect alignment with him. God and Jesus were inseparable. Every moment of every day, Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. 33 years into this blissful relationship, the time came for Jesus to sacrifice himself for the sins of the world. And although that was the plan all along, it still caused so much distress on Jesus that he sweat blood. And it's not that he was afraid to die. No, he just didn't even want to spend one moment separated from the Father. But the exchange had to take place. Jesus had to go stand in our place so that we could stand in his. He had to take on our sins so that we could have his righteousness. He had to become sick so that we could be healed. And when Jesus was on the cross, he became the sin of the world. And when he did that, he forfeited his relationship with the Father. He, he just gave it up in that moment. The only man to walk in complete alignment with God gave it all up so that we could have what he had. It's awesome. It's a divine exchange. Jesus took my sin so that I could have his righteousness. Jesus took my sickness so that I could have his healing, right? Jesus took my shame so that I could have his glory. Jesus took the curse so that I could live in the blessing. Jesus took my separation from God so that I could have oneness with God. Everything that rightfully belonged to Jesus now rightfully belongs to me because of the divine exchange. He traded what I didn't have for what he had. It's beautiful. 
And when Jesus died, the divine exchange was finished. From that point forward, all who choose to believe in Jesus are given righteousness, they're given healing, they're given oneness with God. It's a free gift. And it doesn't end there. Jesus doesn't just pay the penalty of our sin. He takes our sin away. Let me put it to you this way. When Jesus died, he went to hell. Why? Because that was the penalty for our sin, and he took our place. So he went to hell. And when this happened, Satan thought he had won. The Son of God was now in hell, and I'm sure he imagined Jesus just being locked up in the worst part of hell for the rest of his life. And knowing Jesus, he probably made the most of his trip to hell. But I give it at least one day for the enemy to think that he won, right? He's probably just sitting down there in a jail cell with a smirk on his face. The enemy thought he'd won, and he was probably just having a good time. Oh, you just wait. And when it came time for him to leave, he didn't just leave quietly. <laughs> Jesus made a public shame out of the enemy by stripping him of his authority. And then he hosted a parade in hell <laughs> because of what he had done to show hell that he was king. And then he escaped that hell hole. He got on out of there. But I want you to imagine all the powers of hell trying to keep Jesus in hell. And even all that power combined together was no match for the power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. And when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the penalty of your sin. And when he defeated hell, he provided freedom from sin. He gave them both to you. In other words, you don't have to settle for forgiveness and then continue to struggle with sin the rest of your life. No, 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 no. You don't have to. Jesus provided you with forgiveness and freedom. Receive the whole package. And the way you walk free from sin is by understanding your identity in Christ. Take a look. Hebrews 9.14, it says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We're no longer defined by our sin. We're defined by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Our identity is no longer a sinful man. Our identity is righteousness. It's how God sees us. This is who we are when we believe in Jesus. You're right with God, not because of what you've done, but because the divine exchange took place. You gave Jesus your sin. He gave you his righteousness. And as long as you believe this exchange took place through your faith in Jesus Christ, it's a done deal. No matter how many times that you sin from this point forward, but the good news is you don't have to sin anymore. You know, it reminds me of a young baby who was separated from his family at birth. And he was adopted and grew up with a dad who worked hard day in and day out. But no matter how hard he worked, they always had barely enough to get by. And he would often hear his adopted father say things like, you know, people like us just don't get ahead. Or God keeps us poor to keep us humble. And so when he became an adult, he had the same outlook on life. Like his adopted father, he became a hard worker, but he always struggled to provide enough for his family. One day he became curious, though, about his birth family and decided to do some research. I want you to imagine his surprise when he found out that a $10 million estate had been left to him by his grandparents. It was available to him the whole time. The estate planners just couldn't get a hold of him. They couldn't track him down. So he lived 30 years in poverty even though he had a $10 million net worth. It wasn't until he discovered his true identity that he broke the chains of poverty and began to live an abundant life. This is the story of so many Christians with sin. They know they've been forgiven, but they don't know about their new identity of righteousness. They're still living like a sinner when they could be living in freedom from sin. 
It's been available to them through Christ all along. They just have yet to recognize their true identity. You've been washed white as snow. He no longer sees the dirt in your life. He just sees this perfect blanket of white glistening snow. And he admires your beauty. That's how God sees you. And you're probably thinking, Kate, I sure don't live perfectly. Join the club. I'm with you there. But every day, I become more aware of my true identity. And when I do that, I walk in a greater degree of righteousness. You see, our ability to walk in righteousness has nothing to do with how hard we try or how many times we go to church or anything like that. It has everything to do with understanding who we are in Christ. You have to identify as righteous before you become righteous. It seems odd, but that's the gospel truth. Jesus already gave you his righteousness. We just have to learn how to put it on and walk in it. So for everyone listening who believes in Jesus, you've already been washed white as snow. It's a done deal. You're clean. And my message to you today is God no longer sees your dirt. He sees the perfection of Jesus. Don't waste another day thinking that you have to earn God's attention or approval. You don't have to. Jesus already took care of all that for you. It's a done deal. You already have God's attention and you have his approval. And he's ready to have the same relationship with you that he had with Jesus. He wants that. And for anyone who's yet to receive what Jesus died to give you, today's your day. Today's your day. Jesus gave his life not just to forgive you, but to free you from sin. Isn't freedom, doesn't that sound good? That's what he gave you. He didn't just pay the penalty of your sin, he took it away. You're forgiven. You're free. That's who you are when you believe in Jesus Christ. So I want to lead you in a prayer to verbalize what you believe. There's no magic in this prayer. It's just to give you some words to put to this. So go, everybody go ahead and say this after me. Just say, Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Thank you for giving your life to save mine. I'm forgiven. I'm free. I receive the divine exchange. Thank you, Lord. So everybody in the room who's made a decision to follow Jesus, whether it was today or a long time ago, I want you to just go ahead and stand to your feet. If you've decided to follow Jesus, stand up. All of you who are standing have been washed white as snow. God already sees you that way. You need to see you that way. You've been washed. So I want you to take God up on his offer in this new year that we have coming up and walk with him the same way that Jesus walked with him, one-on-one, -on -one, every day. And as you walk with him every day, he's going to show you how to walk in this gift of righteousness that belongs to you. He's patient. He's good. And he'll walk it with you. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for what you've given us. And we thank you that as you look at us, you smile and you see us as your children and you're happy with your children and you want to have this relationship with us. Lord, I ask you to remove all these lies that have been spread around that somehow we have to earn something from you or anything like that. I just ask you to wash those religious ideas away so that we can walk with you step by step. 
moment by moment. Because we know that your desire is for heaven to be on earth. For what we look forward to in heaven, for us to also have that here on earth. That same relationship. So I speak over every person in this room that in this new year, in 2022, they will walk with you like they never have before. Closer to you, in alignment with you. And the joy and the peace and the strength that's going to come because of it, it's going to be incredible. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, go ahead and be seated. We've got just a few more things to take care of before we get out of here. Before we leave today, I do want to give you an opportunity to sow financial seed into what God is doing here at No Limits. Y'all, next year is going to be an incredible year for us. I'm so excited. You know, God has led us to get involved in discipling our nation. In other words, what that means is that we're not going to be Christians who hide out in the church. We're not going to do that. We're going to take our faith into business into entertainment, into education, into government. Yep, even there, we're taking it everywhere. We're taking an active role in culture, and your generosity is going to play a part in helping us fulfill that mission. So if you want to give today, and you're giving by cash or check, just raise your hands, and one of our ushers will bring you an offering envelope. And of course, you can give online anytime, and how you do that is you just type in nolimits.fyi. There's a giving button there. Tap that, and it'll get you where you need to go. Thank you so much for joining us and a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.